Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. It was like a virtual brain dump. I actually forgot not only how to do this task, but I forgot even creating the system for it. It's so liberating to have the ability to successfully hand off important daily tasks. This is the Post Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 11. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. Everyone, today we're going to be talking about creating huge success on Amazon with long-term thinking. But before we begin, Seth, we have to talk about mindset. When you enter this correct mindset, and I'm talking about a mindset that's set for growth, we like to use the phrase, act as if. So when you begin your business acting as if you've already achieved the goal, acting as if you already have a huge business, wildly successful and profitable Amazon business, then you're in the right mindset. And, you know, one of the things, Seth, that, that we see folks make a mistake more often than they should is that they'll treat their business like it's a hobby, almost like it's a, a second seat to what they're really doing instead of treating it like a real business. And what I've seen, and I'm sure you can relate, Seth, is that if you don't treat your business like a real business, then no one else will either. So it all begins with mindset. Think about why you got into this game. Think about what you hope to accomplish by having a successful Amazon business and think long term. Forget about the obstacles directly in front of you each week, each day, each hour, but Think more long-term. Where do you want to be at the end of this year? Where do you want to be in five years and ten years? And when you can plan on like that, you can see a lot of results. If you don't, then you're going to fall into the trap that we see way too often, and that is putting out fires every single day to try to make it through the day or the week or the month. And that's just not the right mindset, Seth. Yeah, Sean. So you change the way that you approach your day and you approach your business when you think long term and you plan for growth. If you are thinking short term and you don't act as if, then you make different decisions. Like you would make a decision to shortcut. You'd make a decision to skip a step um, when you're not acting as if your business is going to be successful long term. We got to think years um, in advance and not just what can I do today to make a difference today. We're talking about acting as if we're going to be successful in a year, two years, five years down the road. Um, so it changes your your perspective. And the first thing I want to talk about, Sean, is if you can take a mindset for growth and act as if your business is going to be successful and it's going to be this big business, then you obviously need systems in place. And And when I'm talking about systems, I'm talking about processes for getting things done. It is not about, like you said, Sean, getting a fire in front of you and going getting the watering can and putting it out. It's not about answering a customer service ticket. It's not about um, finding a product. It's about building a system to do all of those things. Um, the system is what's going to allow you to scale. And and Sean, when when I say the word system, well, like what comes to mind? Like what are we talking about when we say system? It's a step-by-step -step approach to accomplishing an exact 
task or an exact outcome. Otherwise, throwing mud on the wall and you're shucking and jiving trying to get through the day. If you have a systematic approach to accomplishing any task, like step one, step two, step three, and so on, then you know exactly where to start whenever you try to accomplish something. For example, Seth, let's talk about creating a listing. Sure, we all know how to create a listing, right? But if you take a systematic approach to every single facet of your business, and we're going to talk about documenting that real quick, it's the same every time. And if something changes, you change your system, then you, you're never left in the dark wondering what the next step is. You just go to step two. And when step two is finished, you go to step three. Now, a lot of the training programs that we post to for Amazon sellers have systems for these types of tasks. In other words, searching a product, creating a listing, et cetera. But I'm talking about creating an internal system. What's good for you, Seth, in your Amazon business when it comes to systems and processes? If you don't, then you're just scrambling through each day, trying to make it to the finish line. You can't wait to clock out and turn it off, Seth. Yeah, and remember years ago, Sean, before we had the systems mindset, we would literally have a task that we would have to do that we've done before and completely forget how we did it, and we'd have to go and figure it out again. It's constantly relearning. So you don't get any leverage in your in your business when you are constantly doing the same things over and over, but you can't remember how they're done. You don't have a system in place. You don't have any help to do so. You don't have any automation. That makes it really, really challenging to get things done efficiently. Sean, why don't we talk a little bit about SOPs and how that totally changed our business? Yeah, you know, SOP is a funny word or a funny acronym. SOP obviously stands for a standard operating procedure. This is a list of steps involved in your operations as a procedure to create a task that you hope for. And whether you like it or not, when you're creating systems for your business, even so, your business and your systems are based on some formal training that you had, you will create proprietary systems and steps inside of your system. SOP, Seth, changed the entire dynamic of our business and the way that we do our day-to-day tasks. With a real SOP or standard operating procedure, you can literally hand off the tasks to someone else as you grow your business and hire new staff. And for me, the first time we created an SOP for one of these day-to-day business type of tasks that we do, it was, to me, it was it was just a it was eye-opening. It was a revelation. And once I created the system, it was like a virtual brain dump. I actually forgot not only how to do this task, but I forgot even creating the system for it. It's so liberating to have the ability to successfully hand off important daily tasks. And that's what you're able to do as you create your systems and processes and you document these in an SOP. It sounds daunting. It sounds like hard work. It sounds confusing, but it's really not. When it comes to creating an SOP, it's simply a matter of recording and documenting every single task. And as those tasks change and your systems are reorganized or retooled, you just document that change. Now, Seth, we've used videos. We've used screen recordings. We've used 
PDFs. We've used document files, step-by-step -step bullet points. Any way you do this is better than not doing it at all. And we're going to talk about that just a little uh, deeper as we go into SOPs. But think about this. If you sat down at your desk this morning and you completed a task in your business, what if you weren't able to go to work tomorrow? An SOP should quite literally be able to be handed to your brother, be handed to your cousin or staff or your, your spouse and say, look, can you just do this for me? Okay. How do I do it? Just follow the step by step guide. Seth? Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, this great book called the E-Myth. And I know you're a big fan of it too, Sean, but in that book, they're talking about when you hire somebody, a lot of people hire and then they abdicate instead of delegate. And what that means is if I hired you, Sean, in my business and I didn't have a systems mindset and I didn't create SOPs, then I would just say, Sean, can you help me uh, perform the things needed in this business? You'd be like, okay, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll help here and there and wherever I can. Um, and you're just kind of letting your your staff member or your help do what they see fit and not really helping in a systematic way. Whereas delegating would be handing them a role and the standard operating procedures allow them to do a great job in that role because number one, they know what they're supposed to be doing. So you instantly gain efficiency. But number two, they know how to perform it in a um, really good way because you've thought through you know, how this, this action should be completed. So SOPs and delegation using standard operating procedures has completely transformed the way that we run our business. And we use a, a free software to actually um, host everything. And it's called Trello. You guys have never heard of it. Um, it's a great tool, especially since you can use the free version and get a huge benefit out of it. But basically what it allows you to do is create checklists, which then you can have SOPs that support it. And if you don't have um, any of this stuff in place in your business, this is a great place to start because it gives you the ability to create structure and to be able to bring um, help on and actually scale instead of constantly putting out fires. And, you know, before our systems mindset years ago, Sean, I remember we would have staff, but it's like you're constantly putting out fires for the staff because they don't know what they're doing. But as soon as we figured out that we needed to think more long-term and actually plan for our growth and plan for our growth using systems, it completely changed it because now we are no longer putting out staff fires. All we have to do if there's an issue is change our procedure and then the staff can execute. Sean? Yeah, you're definitely going to make mistakes as you're creating these SOPs and especially when you're using software like Trello. But the good part about it is, is that you, unlike anyone else, are completely in tune to every single aspect of your Amazon business, especially if you're just getting started out. So don't be afraid to make mistakes here and there. Just be willing to change the processes that you're putting in place for your business. So maybe you're familiar with the term, Seth, Kanban, K-A-N-B-A-N. Kanban is defined as Japanese manufacturing system in which the supply of components is regulated through the use of an instruction card sent along the production line. So think about that. 
if you don't know what the next step is, you just pick up the next car in Trello, which is basically a free software or free app that uses the old school Kanban system. And you say, okay, first things first, second things second, right? Just continue down the line and move the process. Imagine when you think about Trello, imagine an assembly line in the manufacturing, because what you're doing is you're manufacturing processes in your business, right? Well, this particular process gets moved along different columns, different cards, and they move through your system. Your system may only have three steps, but each one of those steps may have other steps inside. So imagine step one is to source a product. Okay, we know that, right? Well, what is involved in finding a new product and sourcing that product? List those steps out. And once the product is identified and sourced, you literally just click the card and drag it to the next step two, which is whatever, create an Amazon listing, and then the internal steps inside of that. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to be a little bit hard to figure out along the way, but look on the bright side, Seth, as you're creating your first Trello board, the only person that's seeing that is you. So don't be yeah. too hard on yourself. If you're not making mistakes, then chances are you probably waited too long to implement a Kanban system like Trello. So you have to get started though. It's going to be a little ugly. It's going to be embarrassing to get when you first get going, but it's something you absolutely have to do, especially if you want to scale your business. Seth. Yeah. And so the short-term uh, competition um, that you're competing with won't be building systems. So they won't be able to execute very efficiently. So you'll gain an advantage over time. And the biggest advantage is that it's going to free up your time which allows you to focus on the next level of importance, you know, go higher in your business in terms of uh, view and, and thinking. So instead of thinking how you build the listings, you can document that and hand it off and get that executed for you. And you can start thinking about financing, which is, you know, another layer up. And then you can continue on and think about, you know, what is the long-term goal here? But let's talk about something else that long-term business uh, thinkers would do if they're running an Amazon business. And, and we skipped this for a long time, but this made a dramatic difference in our business once we started focusing on building assets to support our products. And what that would mean is we're not, we're no longer just selling a product. We're actually building a brand experience. So when you would buy a hula hoop from us, you wouldn't just get a hula hoop in a plain box. You would get a hula hoop with an amazing package. You would also get an entire membership area that showed you how to best use your hula hoop to get the goal that you bought the hula hoop for, which was be to lose weight. And we had um, videos supporting that product. Now, when we sold that business, that was a major piece of why somebody would be interested in buying it because we had better reviews than our competition. We had higher conversion rates because people would come back and say these amazing things about the experience that they had. So don't think in terms of, products think in terms of what does your brand do to provide the result that the customer is seeking when they bought your product you're not buying a hula hoop because you think a hula hoop is cool you're buying it so you can look better in the mirror and help your product uh, provide that experience and that result to your customer sean exactly and without this type of supporting assets that seth is talking about it's easy for even the coolest and most proprietary new product to become commoditized. And Seth, give me an example very recently about an old school gas station. 
if you had two gas stations across the street from one another, one of them had gas at $1 per gallon. Boy, those were the good old days, weren't they? And the other one had gas at 105 per gallon. If everything was exactly the same, the majority of folks would go buy the same to save cents per gallon. But in the small town where Seth and I both grew up, um, there was a gas station there. It was a Marathon Oil where I would pull into from time to time to pay a little extra for my gas because of the experience. Instead of gas being a commodity where everything is exactly the same, if I was to pull into the Marathon Station, Seth, they would lift the hood on my car. They would check my oil, top off the fluids, clean my windshield, and pump gas for me. And a lot of times that experience was the difference that drew me to turn left into their parking lot instead of right into the shell station. That's what you're talking about when you're talking about building an experience uh, through assets to support your product. And, you know, if, if, if everything was the same, then we're going to probably lean towards saving a couple of pennies on gas or a dollar or two on a hula hoop versus getting that customer experience that engage your customer in a way that provides more value and enhances their experience, therefore setting you far apart from the competition. Let's talk about exiting, Seth. All of the things that we're talking about here when it comes to long-term thinking for a successful Amazon business all leads to your end game. Now, our end game has always and will always be exiting. We like to build our brands and sell those for a a high return based on a multiple of earnings. And the best way to do that is to create a business that anyone can just step into, literally hand them the hat that says, I'm the boss, and these SOPs and systems and assets completely support the growth going forward. That makes your business more valuable, more sought after by buyers, and allows you to repeat that. Guess what? We still have systems. We still have the SOPs. All we do is rinse and repeat, and it becomes just a, a self-fulfilling virtual cycle, uh, like Seth likes to explain. So think about what your end game is. Think long-term, five years, 10 years, if that's you, and what you need to build in order to get there, Seth. Yeah, and specifically with exiting, Sean, um, we've heard it time and time again that you know, a business buyer, the buyers that we've dealt with, they don't want to buy a job where they have to go and figure out everything or hire staff and then figure out how to teach them. They want to buy an asset that produces a return. So in most cases, unless you're selling a micro business, um, a buyer is going to value your business much more um, highly if you have these systems in place where the things that you do in your business are documented and somebody's there operating it, not necessarily you, because think about, um, the buyer of your business. If if you're the person operating the business and they buy it, that means they're going to be the ones operating it. And now they just bought a job. They're not looking to buy a job. They want to buy a business that produces profit. Um, but Sean, I think that the, the biggest thing here is think long-term. Don't sit there and make those um, little short-term decisions. You have to step back a little bit and think long-term because you have to get an advantage that you're competitors don't have. And by thinking long-term, like creating a great product experience or building a customer list, getting your bookkeeping um, organized, all of those things will give you a huge advantage long-term, especially when uh, you're not there to operate the business or you want to exit the business. So 
if I had to sum up everything that we're talking about here is when you're making a decision in your business today, think about, am I just benefiting myself today or am I being kind to my future self, you know, two, three, four, five years down the line, make those decisions where you can provide more value to your customer, more value to your business, more value to your employees and more value to yourself. Sean? Definitely. It's going to be more painful in the beginning, but every single decision that you make, every listing you create, every SOP that you write, every single thing that you do in your business will affect your future self and your future business. Now, whether that affects it positively or negatively depends on you. So take the short-term pain, enjoy the long-term gain, make sure you get these things moving, and we're going to share something with you. If you'll just go to postpurchasepro.com slash top seven, and that is the number seven, postpurchasepro.com forward slash T-O-P and the number seven, top seven. We're going to give you our guide for the top seven things that most Amazon sellers should have long-term plans for in order to crush their competition. I'm also going to give you a link in there to a pre-created template using the Trello campaign app, Kanban app, rather, we're going to give you a link where you can go download a simple template you can use to get started creating your Trello SOP board. Okay, this has been the Post Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 11, creating huge success on Amazon with long-term thinking. We ask you, please share this with a fellow entrepreneur. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That way we demonstrate to the platforms that we are valuable to you. Share. Go ahead and leave us a review. Tell us what you think about what we're doing and the valuable content that we're sharing. Until next time, take care, guys.